Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome all, it's Calls for Monday night, 7.30, here we go, the Tilton Talk Show, sponsored by Boyle Sports, principal sponsors of Birmingham City Football Club, and along with the Garrison Com- uh, Coffee Company, Blues Trust and SAS Autos, all supporting PTSD and lots of other local charities, and of course our good friends at the Boardsley Labour Club too. Here we go, I am back, sorry for my absence last week, but it, uh, it was quite enforced. Unfortunately, I've got to wear a robe tonight, so... Uh, um, those those are just the way things are. Um, introducing the rest of the team tonight, the one and only Mr. Mark Adam. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Who? Robe twin. <laughs> <Right>. Robe twin. <laughs> Robe one. Chris Brown. Good evening. <coughs> sorry. Oh. <coughs> Baltimix. Baltimix. Sorry. And good friend Paul Hipkiss. Good evening, all. On fan cam tonight, we've got the one and only Lee Maley. Hello. <laughs> And, of course, special guest in with us tonight, the one and only shirt lifter himself, Mr. Porte. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, res- couldn't resist the shirt lifter pick. I'm not happy with that. It's no, that iconic be, moment. It's what we all remember you I'll for. I'll be careful saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh, a very serious note at the front of the show tonight, ladies and gents, uh, and I'll update you shortly on uh, on my health and one thing or another, but it really matters. No, no, no. Oh, well, 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 well. A post from the lovely Debbie Foster, and there's a beautiful photograph of the lad, and feel so guilty. Guilty I have boys' illness. Guilty I couldn't save them. Guilty I couldn't have done more. Guilty I couldn't have found a cure. Guilty I haven't. Uh, haven't, can't even get him a headstone. Guilty, I hurt people with my sorrow. Guilty, depriving James of his brothers. Guilty, depriving Rob of three sons. Guilty, because I have given up. Guilty, because I am making depressing posts. Debbie, you, lady, are a rock. Do you understand that? You are an absolute rock. None of us can imagine what you've been through, Bab. But I can tell you now, that headstone is well over half paid for. And we're going to do our best tonight in the next 90 minutes to get the rest of that funds for that headstone for you. All right? And that's just a gift from football fans. There's nothing in that 
you've not asked or begged or nothing like, like any, anything like that. This is something we're going to do for you <coughs> and for your family. Okay. And don't feel guilty. You have no need to feel guilty. We're all firmly behind you. Uh, I, I believe it's well, well into the £500 now, so I think we're well over halfway, uh, Nick, on that. Well, I think it was £555 last yeah, time. I, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I've got no access to a laptop again tonight, so I can't look at the chat box. I'm sure Auntie Linda will update us very shortly as to what the figures are. And the figures throughout the course of the show, what we're going to try and do is raise some more cash tonight here on the Tilt and Talk show. We're going to do our very best. And as I say, that's all we can do. But Debbie, please don't feel guilty, sweetheart. Don't feel guilty. You're a Birmingham oh. City fan. That's that's why you shouldn't feel guilty because we're a family and we'll do everything we possibly can for you. Right, okay. Do you know where we are on the auctions, Chris? Um, I don't. I'm, I'm guessing Craig will uh, keep us going. Okay, keep Craig, if you listen, yeah. well, I know you listen, but give us a quick update on where we are with the, uh, the four auctions that are going on tonight and uh, uh, we'll put them out there and see if we can get some more cash on the table. Yeah. We'd love to hit that £1,000 mark tonight. Right, yeah. And, yeah, yeah it would be absolutely fantastic if we could. Okay, so, um, we're, so we're, at, we're at 565 and David... 500. Bid- yeah, yeah. And David Bidgeway has just asked, how does he donate? But I think the, the best way is probably to go on to our, our group page and I believe there's a... Um, a just giving link on the page. Either that or get in touch with Linda Ensor, E N D S O. Linda Ensor, Auntie Linda, she'll sort you out. And we'll. Uh, and if anybody else out there wants to donate tonight, please do. Please, please feel free. I know there's all these things going on and COVID and and what own times are really really difficult for everybody. Yeah, yeah. But I know what you guys are like. You've not only got big pockets, you've got big arts. Yeah. Let's do what we can. All right, okay. Football. Ugh. A win and a loss. Uh, don't think we was expecting either of those. Poor were we? <laughs> well, no. I mean, first and foremost, obviously, Lee Bowie's come in now and, you know, um, I believe he's the right man for the job. I, I think, you know, he, he gets the club. He's played for us, obviously, during our best of times. Obviously, our best moment in our history. And hopefully he can pass that on now to the players we've got today and we can see, see us over the line. But the, the Reading game, I thought we were we were very good. You know, 4-4-2 at last and playing Djokovic to his strengths, which is what I've been screaming out for all season. Um, and, and yeah, we get we get, we get get the job done. And obviously, Harley Dean's celebration after he gets the winner was interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, then, uh, and then, obviously, on to Watford Saturday. Uh, I didn't think we disgraced ourselves. Um, obviously, again, the playing banner going over was, was very interesting as well. And, yeah. you know, it only happens at Blues, doesn't it? There's always something yeah, yeah. to talk about off the field as well. But, um, yeah. Yeah, well, overall, you know, I would have took three points from a possible six from them two fixtures. I don't think it's a bad return. No. And um, hopefully we can we can just, you know, get what we need in the, in the remaining games to see us over the line. And especially against the teams around us, you know, when we're playing I, the likes of Rotherham and, you know, the teams around us. Here and now, before we go any further, I've got to take a little bit of credit for all of this. I'm sorry, but you know what I mean? I think I have. We interviewed Lee Bowyer a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And he was at- uh, would you fancy managing the Blues? And he said, never say never. And I said, see you in a couple of weeks then. Yeah. <laughs> and you remember who said, Lee, come back now and save us? A consortium, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Who, said that? That. who said that? Who said so that? So the Tilt and Talk Show team um, <laughs> yeah. are the only people who know how to get a decent manager in yeah. St Andrews. But if it, but if it does go all tits up, it definitely was Nick. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was Nick. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Nice one. Thank you. I've, I've, I've said on here a few times, you know, I'm a big fan of former players coming back to manage us. It's worked in the past and, yeah. you know, there's no reason why it can't work again. They get the club, they get the fans, yeah. um, you know, and they know what it's all about. And 
you know. Who have we had? We've had Trevor, Trevor Francis, Steve Bruce, Gary Pendry. Uh, Gary, Gary Rowett. Rowett, yeah. 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 Uh, Lee Bowyer you now. Yeah, uh, Gil, yeah. Gil, no, Gil Merrick. Not, not in the frame, no. Gil, Gil Merrick, yeah. Gil Merrick, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, of course, we are the only football team, I believe, I believe, not 100% sure, might have been Ipswich as well, but I think the only football team that had a World Cup winning manager as their manager. Oh, we? oh yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Alfred. Did you know yeah. that, Paul? Yeah, didn't know that. The Alfram's only football yeah. team that had a World Cup winning manager as in, a manager? In England, yeah. Was that Sir Alf Ramsey? Yeah. Sir Alf Ramsey, the England 1966 World Cup manager, was gaffer at St Andrews shortly after that. Uh, somebody will pipe yeah. up in a bit and go, no, <laughs> no, 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 That's my interest. In fact, of the week, guys, yeah, that's what you get. Right, a little bit about me. I've been off, as, as you know, a week. I had surgery last Monday, double hernia, one on just about two inches above the belly button, one in the groin, which has caused me an awful lot of problems this week, ladies and gentlemen, which I don't really know to go into, to be fair. However, I'm on the mend. Dressings have come off today. Wounds look clean and good. Plenty of bruising around, but you know what? You can't keep a good man down, can you? Can't <laughs> say that I'm going to last the whole show, guys. Okay. Um, but I certainly won't be able to do the last 15 minutes. I'll just rip my stitches out, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm like when I get going. <laughs> and, uh, uh, right, OK, let's get... Uh, let's get Nick, just before we start, Jason, you said he's been looking at Lee mailing for 10 minutes thinking, crikey, Tatey has changed. <laughs> 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 oh no, please don't Oh no, 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 no. Take over, Paul. <laughs> oh, you horrible people. Sorry. Oh no. Tati, your take on what on things that are going down at St Andrews at the minute, Ken. Don't hold back. Um It's very difficult, isn't it? I mean I'm glad uh, there's been a change. I think it's long overdue. Um, the right man's come in, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, someone who knows the club. He's got he's a very hungry manager, young manager. Um, I just can't understand why was it, well, the change wasn't made earlier. My understanding is that the CEO at the club didn't want Boyer. He wanted to keep Frank and it was taken out of his hands. How true that is, I don't know, but that's what I'm hearing. Mm. Um, and obviously, he's not too happy about it. Um, it's going to be a hell of a job to stay in the league. But I think if Crank was the manager and we had gone down and we kept him, I, I just could not see us coming back. If we do go down, if the worst happens and we do go down, with Bowyer at the helm, I, I can see us coming back. I really can, yeah. but it's mm. not over. There's like loads of games left. Uh, the game on Saturday against Watford, you know, they've, they've come on loops and bounds, Watford, compared to when they come to St Andrews early in the season and beat us. Was it 1-0, I think? 1-0, yeah. Um, you know, they've come on loops and bounds. They look very, very strong, and so they should. They've only lost a couple of players from the team that come down, as of Norwich. There's your two mm. there. Um, mm. should go automatically back up. Um, yeah. There's no disgrace getting beat by Watford. Um, yeah. we, we played well in, in Patrick. We took our chances. You know, we could, we could have, uh, you know, maybe got a point out of the game. You know, goals mm. change games. And obviously when we were pushing forward at the end and they got us with a sucker punch at the end. But it, it was positive <laughs> that the last two games, Reading and, and Watford, a lot of fans were thinking oh, we maybe we won't get any points <laughs> out of those two. Mm. You know, to get three points, is, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm quite happy with that. I just wish... Mm. That rather than Madden have won um, away at Bristol City, you know, but they're, you know, they've got that many games in hand of us, but yeah. they've got a hell of a fixture uh, congestion now, haven't they? Uh, in oh, April, yeah, it's yeah. eight or nine games yeah. they've got. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. For them. If they any injuries, so let's hope that they do. You're confident we'll get out of it? Am I confident we'll get out of it? Yeah. 
Uh, I am, because of what I've seen in the last two games, I've seen mm. desire. I've seen, I've actually seen players wanting to run around, knowing what they're doing. I can see an identity for us. I couldn't see that all season. I, I, I literally did not know when I was watching the games what the players were doing. I don't think they knew what they were doing. They looked mm. lost to me. Mm. So he, he, even after that third goal went in, their heads did not drop. I was no, watching the tone of the body language and everything. And okay, I know the game was over, so I started like player watching, if you know what I mean. Mm. And not one of them dropped their heads, not one. No, well, it, it, and I think you'll get. I think Lee Bowie in coming in charge with Craig Gardner as well. I don't I think when Craig was there under Cranky, he, he was very much in the background, wasn't he? You didn't even even say anything, you know, mm. remonstrate with the players or anything. No. Uh, I think now he'll have more of a say in it. Obviously, now he's um, assistant manager, and that can only be a good thing for us to see us through to the end of the season. It's just that if you look at our fixtures, the teams that we've got to play. No, they're all up there, aren't they? They're all going for promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? At this stage of the season, anything can happen. This league is anyone could beat right. anyone on a given day. It's, it's a mad yeah. hard league. Lee, what's your take on it? Oh, Lee. Sorry. Lee on fan cam. Yeah, he's oh, on. Oh, yeah, 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 no, I'm, I'm just... Yeah, wakey, wakey, mate. It's all right. We've been for a coffee. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear you call me there. No, I just exactly what Paul was just saying. Um, you know, if Karanka had taken us down, you know, there's no way we'd have come back next season. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I see there's a whole new new spirit now um, and, and there's a new belief. Uh, and I don't think that we will go down. But if we did drop... I don't think uh, would, you know, we'd have any of the problems we'd have had if Karanka had stayed. He, he should have gone after we lost 4-0 at home to Derby. Mm-hmm. It, it needed a change a lot sooner. Um, but as, as Paul again said, like you know, he, was, he was Dong's man. Um, and Dong was adamant he wanted to stick with him. But, well, there's uh, another thing I want to talk about. Let's talk about Dong for a minute. Because he absolutely saw that banner flying across Watford. As soon as I heard that noise on the TV, I thought, oh, I know what's going to go on here in the next minute or so. And boom, it happened. And uh, Sky, well, well I'm, I'm surprised, number one, they flashed up to the plane. I'm surprised, number two, they flashed straight down to Dong. And what was he doing? Looking up at it. Dong, there is a message for you. Nobody, but nobody, but nobody wants you at this football club. So pick yourself up, sling your hook, do one so that we can move on. Mm-hmm. Somebody else carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Back to you, Lee. But as you were saying, Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the um, yeah the whole rock setting after after you know, they relieved Rowett you know, two months into the, the rain, didn't it? And then, of course, obviously yeah. it, it mm. just spiraled downhill and downhill, and, and then you know when Monk came in, um, of course he you know, he galvanised you know, the team with the supporters like like never before. Um, nobody had ever done it to, to that extent. Not even Gary Rowett had. had, had you know, created such a bond, but then of course, uh, obviously, whatever went on behind the scenes happened. Um, obviously, like he, he was relieved of his duties, and and you know, it, when they replaced Rowe, it was Zola, disaster. Uh, and, and obviously, even Pep's football was better than Karanka's, um, and, and and that's saying something. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it, it was just a, you know a down and, and then. Yeah, as soon as Bogey was in the frame, I think there wasn't anybody who didn't want him. Um, you know, the, the, the belief that we could do something under him uh, you know, is there and then obviously got a lot stronger after that first game. And like I say, even after the Watford defeat with nobody dropping their heads, um, it, it, it's, you know, hopefully a new Monk-esque um, you know, era where, where the players will have that belief to, to push on and, and, and stay up in the first place. But... Uh, yeah, there's, there's still got to be a clear out of some dead wood. 
uh, in the summer regard. I'm sure they will come January. Oh, yeah. January, when is it? When's the next window? Yeah, We're not going to matches on my I'm not even sure what month it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the work even started at St Andrews yet as well, I'd say, because we might not even be going back August, because you know, they haven't even started on the, on the structure no, no. there, have they? I think it'll be much later. I think it'll be much later. Carry on, Mark. No, sorry, Nick. I was going to. I think it'll be much later than August. Um, as in, when you look at the whole society as a whole, I think it'll be a, a lot later than. I think people think it will be a case of come August, everybody will, you know, be back as normal. But it won't be like that. No, I think we'll, we'll be you know, crammed into the, uh, no, into no, the main road stand. No, yeah, when when fans do go back, because mm-hmm. like I said, those two stands won't be ready regardless. Like you say, so we, everyone will be crammed into the main stand and the railway, and so it, that, that's going to lose a bit of atmosphere as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think as well. I think also, sorry, uh, sorry, Chris. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking about this today. You know, away games. I think we'll see a lot smaller allocations for a while, a while as well. Oh, well, I think the day for take. I think taking two or three thousand away will be um, yeah. that'll be gradual as well. So it could be a good couple of years before we have a, a big away, you know, big away days. It's quite yeah, quite yeah. sad, really. Breaking yeah. mm. um, news just coming in from Kevin Tomlinson. Currently doing a football card in the Royal Blue View Room. Five pound to go with a hundred pounds to the winner and a hundred pounds to the headstone bond. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, Thank you very much yeah. indeed. Good lads. Thank you. So, so Titan, let's take you back, mate. Um, Obviously, you're in. You, I guess you get schoolboy forms, don't you, when you started playing? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, were you actually spotted by scouts, or did, was it sort of like, um, you know, just talk us through how you started playing for us, really? Now you got into the first team. Yeah, I was playing on over Chelmsley Wood uh, for three seas, and um, we had a really good team. Uh, there was myself, Matthew Fox, who went on to play for Blues. Brian yeah. Small went to play for the Villa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and us and Blues. Um, so we had we had a lot of the lads were training at pro clubs as well. So we had a fantastic yeah, youth set up at, at the club. And I just got asked by I think it was uh, Norman Bodell, remember Norman uh, from years ago? I think he was assistant manager uh, under mm-hmm. Jim Smith. I think him and uh, a guy called Mick Murray who was a scout who went on to scout at Villa. Mm-hmm. And they just asked me if I wanted to come down. They'd be watching me, and obviously uh, about eleven. And uh, so of course, and I went down and I made a really good impression. And at the time, you, you didn't uh, sign schoolboy forms until you were 14. Um, you know, that, that was the FA rules. And okay. I signed at 12, and they put it away okay. in the drawer. and said, listen, you're signed to us now. No one should know anything, but, you, you know, you, you, you're part of us, and you're, uh, you've got a, a, a YTS when you, when you finish uh, schooling. Yeah. So I knew yeah. from a very young age that, it was, that if, everything, if I worked hard, I was going to have a... Uh, potentially have a football career, which was wrong, really, you know, because then I just didn't try at school <laughs> for five years. Do you, know, so, you know, and the teachers say to you, you go to your careers office and they say, what well, do you want to be then? And all the kids go, I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a footballer, and they'll get out and all that. But I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm going to be a footballer. I've got a contract. They're going, get out, get out of the room and all that. So, like, so it really, like, could tell my, my uh, I was getting on at, at school, really. Um, so that's how it started. I was training down the booze. They really looked after me. I loved it. You know, times were bad. Um, they used to take me away on all the away trips when Ron Saunders was the manager. I used to go away uh, and put the kit out before the games, all the trips, like Tottenham, Norwich, loads of games I went to, they took me, uh, just mm. to get me to keep me happy at the club. Um, yeah. Because you know, there's quite a few clubs after me when I was younger, and uh, that's you know I didn't look back really. Um, mm. left, you know, left school at 15, and uh, 
and straight into into blues uh, when I left school as a, on the YTS, £28.50 a week, slave labour. And uh, <laughs> that's when it all, that's when you realise, you know, that you're not, you're not uh, playing street football or Sunday morning football then. That's when you know it's uh, your livelihood then and it's you're in the big boys world and uh, this is how you do things or, or get out, you know, so everything changed for me overnight really. You know, going from playing on the streets, Stetchford to, uh, you know, potentially playing in front of all my mates on the terraces at St Andrews. Yeah, so yeah, it was, yeah. A, it, was a, it was a big thing for mm. me, you know. So I made my yeah, debut yeah. at 16, you know, so uh, it, was a, it was a massive thing for me to make my debut that that young, wasn't ready for it. But we had, as I say, a lot of the younger fans might think it's bad now, but it was really bad back then. We had absolutely mm. no money to spend at all. Mm. We were broke. Yeah. It, it I was can broke. remember, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And it was bad, <laughs> right? Yeah, loads turn, of off lights, turn off the lights. Um, yeah. When we used to go in the changing rooms, if we left the changing room, we have to turn off the lights. And yeah. it was really, really bad times. You know, no training facilities. Yeah. We used to train on the park opposite the garrison on Fridays, down mm. by the ground, um, doing set pieces and that. You can imagine that now. Yeah. Mm. We used to train anywhere, everywhere, over in Newtown on red grass pitches in the middle of a council estate. <laughs> You know, we used right, to right, anywhere right. we could find to train. That's where we train. But so, as a youngster, we had nowhere to practice. You see, it's because we had to get back and sweep the terraces and do the boots. Mm. We didn't have our own training ground, so you couldn't practice. Mm. You couldn't mm. like stay for an hour after training, like we do now, or two hours, and, and practice and do shooting and passing. You mm. just got back on, back onto the minibus, get back, get battered by the by the pros for not doing the job properly, and uh, leave at five o'clock every day and get in at eight. So it was like it was weren't nice, but it was yeah. a, a good grounding for for me and the rest of the lads to realise what it was going to be like to be a pro footballer. I, mm. I mean, I understand mm. these days they don't do anything, do they? They go through the youth system and they they get looked yeah. after. They yeah, get yeah. You know, they don't sweep up, they don't do any boots, yeah. they don't do anything. You know. And, 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 who was, your, who was your debut against and why did it feel the first time you put that shirt on and walked out? Uh, my debut was against, against Leeds at St Andrews. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think it was a Friday night. I was going to say, it's Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't long after. Well, it was three years after. I think it was the first time we played them since the riot in 85, yeah. I think. Mm. So, like, I don't know why they put it on a night game. So I think it should stop many fans travelling down from Leeds, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was And uh, <laughs> I'd been banging in the goals for the youth team in reserves because I used to be a forward, you see. Yeah. Uh, and I was just banging loads of goals in the Youth Cup finals. I was scoring hat tricks and everything was because we never had no money to spend. They, uh, Gary Penny said, Listen, I'm going to put you in. I'll give you, give you a go. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, Why nine and a half stone? I'm thinking, Oh my God. I thought, oh, <laughs> you know, I was, I was bricking it, as you can imagine. It was like, yeah. It's a big thing. It's massive. And I wasn't ready, yeah. physically or mentally. But I come on, I got half an hour, hit the post with the shot. Mr. One on one, I got man of the match, and I said, That's how bad we were at the time. It was only on 28. And it was an amazing feeling, you know, to play. I, I did really well. I really enjoyed it. I think the lead centre halves were big lads, and uh, they must have looked at me and thought, Who's this little skinny runt here? We're going to break his arm. They couldn't get anywhere near me. Like, I, was, I was so quick back in them days. Um, I was sort of quite clever when I was a, when I was a forward. Um, but, but I loved it, you know, I just absolutely loved it. It's, it's what all your dreams, isn't it? You know, mm. running out for your team and, yeah, yeah. you know, especially against Leeds as well, you know. You yeah. Know, you know, um, yeah, did, it's quite a big club. Yeah, and did you ever see okay. your teacher? Did, did you just ever, just sorry, sorry just, just one more. more. Loads and loads of things coming in, dude. Um, first off, McCree's just scored for the Blues for the under-23s, a 1-0. Thanks to Ray for that one. 
Um, Adam Wilk says uh, he's complained. Please take you no swearing. Twice you've mentioned the V word. Where's the other one? Right, okay, no, this was one I did did really want to read out. And uh, it's from a bloke called Paul Devlin. Anybody ever heard of him? Devlin, somebody. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've, heard of him. I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Name rings about somewhere. Under 16. If ever I, I, I get a manager, if I ever get a manager's job, will Tatey be my assistant? And how long would we last? I think the answer to that would be uh, probably. No, we wouldn't get a job together like Steve. Steve was <laughs> adamant that he was taking both of us to Sheffield United because he was our drinking partner at Blues. Oh, Lord. And he, uh, he said he's going to take us, and he took Devs. And I was waiting for the phone to ring. I said, Devs, you've got to speak to Brucey, man. I said, where's my move? And he said, and Brucey come on the phone and said to me, he said, uh, he said, I can't have the pair of you together. He said, you're too mad. So Devs got the move <laughs> and uh, left me to fester. So I've always got that gripe with Brucey yeah. there, but... It would be an experience, me and Dev's uh, manager and assistant. I think I'd be the assistant, really, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's obviously, he's obviously <laughs> after, after, he's after something, because he's just called you a great bloke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, Paul, in five fun. minutes, could we do the 1 to 11 in five minutes? <laughs> and uh, Ray Hobro also wants to know, and I know a few people have mentioned this tonight, can take you remind us of the story that happened on the golf course with the Oxford Kingman. Down to you. Oh. <laughs> Is it clean? You want it now, yeah? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, right then. then. A quick, a, well, we, I'd, I'd, unfortunately, I'd got fell out with Trevor, Trevor Francis, and mm. I, uh, I did everything I could to get back in the team, playing really well in the reserves. It wasn't happening. Got a call. He said, uh, I'd turned down loads of moves to Wolves, Watford over the years. Loads of moves I'd turned down. And um, I just wanted to start Blues. I thought I'd outlast Trevor. It obviously didn't happen. And um, he just said Oxford have come in during the championship against Blues and blah, blah, blah. I said, what they're offering, I'll go and speak to them. Just needed to get back playing. Anyway, signed, signed for three years. I think it was three and a half years. Went down there, fresh start, you know, keep me out of trouble. You know, because I was always involved in a lot of trouble uh, uh, living in Birmingham. And um, great club, family club, got on with everyone. Big Kev Francis was down there and, you know, good friend of mine. And um, I thought, right then, this is it, the next chapter. I'm fit, I'm raring to go, just want to play. So uh, we're playing Chelsea in the FA Cup. I think Chelsea were the oldest, I think, at the Manor. We're playing at the Manor Ground on the Tuesday or the Wednesday uh, in the week. And um, we're training. We went training on the Monday morning. And uh, as you know, all the the players are there just kicking a ball around the cup of tea, having a chat and lovely weather, lovely setting in Oxford. And uh, next thing you know, this guy appears, big guy, in a three-quarter jacket um, and he uh, starts swearing and this was about half nine in the morning believe it or not so all the lads are backing off now moving away telling him to get away get security even though we didn't have security get security <laughs> get someone get him away get him away and he was swearing and next thing you know he's gone into his jacket and pulled out a cosh right so and I'm, I didn't think anything of it I'm thinking well he's obviously off he's not and uh, so he started waving, waving his cosh around what is wow 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 and all the lads are backing off now. Well, I've backed off behind this guy. I'm thinking, well, whatever happens, happens. He ain't going to do nothing. And uh, so he's put the cosh away. He starts swearing. Next thing you know, he's gone into his jacket again. He's pulled out a gun. So, obviously, the circle, things change, don't they, when you see a shooter? Um, don't know if anyone's ever Just had a, a bit, gun yeah. pulled out on a No, nah, not recently. Uh-huh. Nah. You know, so he's pulled out his shooter. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the lads now are screaming, like, you know, darting off, running. 
And I'm thinking, well, what? I don't know anyone really. I don't know Kev. I think, well, I, what do I do? <laughs> so I turned round, looked at me, and pointed the gun at me. And I've gone, I can't believe this. I said, I've only been here a day, or two or, two or three days. So I'm, I've, I've, these are pulling out a shooter on me. Oh, I can't believe it. So next thing you know, I've, I've started to jog, and he's coming after me now with a gun. All right, he's coming after me with the gun. All I've heard is bang. I've gone. What was that? Was that a shot? So I don't. When you get into, you always say think think about it. If you, someone's chasing you and they've got a gun, okay. But when you hear a bullet or when you hear a bang, <laughs> you don't run that quick because you're just waiting for it to hit you, yeah. right? So yeah. can you imagine like a Benny Hill scene yeah. when the geezer's legging <laughs> after me and all across the like, training ground, and I'm going left and right, and he's coming after me, and all looking at is bang, bang, obviously. I'm absolutely bricking it, and I, and he's chasing me, chasing me, and I'm thinking, how come he hasn't hit me? I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally like nearly crying now. So I kept on running, and I'm running, I'm running, bang, bang, and he's still coming, and I thought I should be able to outrun him, but my legs, I couldn't move; they were like jelly. They're just, I'd, I'd absolutely gone. So I got to this big oak tree, and I thought, I can't run anymore. I'm just going to have to have to have it with him. And uh, there's these old geezers. It was a golf course. I didn't have a clue where I was running. I didn't know the area. And there's these two old guys playing playing golf on the on the putting green, like they're doing shots like that. And I went right. So I've just run over to the green, grabbed the geezer's putter off him, and said, "Mate," I said, "I've got to I've got to have this." And he was obviously, you can imagine what he was saying to me. He was going, "Mental thief, stop!" I need I need this. I just need it. So I got behind this big oak tree with this potter and he's going mad at me, this old geezer. And the old guy with the gun is still coming at me. And all he said to me is putting the gun, I'm behind the tree, and he said, uh, put the put the uh, putter down and I won't shoot. And I'm thinking, <laughs> hold on a minute, how many shots has he had now? I'm gonna take me look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it. He must have had about six shots. And I'm like with adrenaline's pumping around, thoughts all going through the I'm thinking. So I've got the golf club and I've said, look, listen, uh, let's go then. And I've just run into him and thank Christ. I, well, I've tried to, like, you know, do as much damage as I could <clears throat> for my life. And uh, I've hit him and uh, he put up, he had the cosh in one hand and the gun in the other. So he's put his hands up like this and I've hit him, hit his hand. Blood's gone everywhere, pissing the blood everywhere. He's fallen to the floor. I'm just absolutely caning him in on now. So... Next thing you know, all the players are running over. It's it's mental. Like it's can you imagine the pandemonium now. It's like it's really bad. There's blood, oh, just <laughs> noise. Some guys got me around the throat trying to strangle me. I understood then that that was his son. And then all he's on the floor, and all the players are jumping on me. And they they said it's a wind up. It's a wind up. And I said, what do you mean a wind up? And apparently, this guy called Terry, he used to do it to every. New player at Oxford. Uh, he used to put balaclavas on, go into the showers. So if you turned around, he'd be standing there with a shooter. They had players crying in the corner, like crying for their wives and kids. He did it to the England football team years ago, back in the 80s. So he was, he was well known. And uh, <coughs> I left him on the floor, you know, covered in blood, ambulance and everything. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to get nicked here. It's like attempted murder and 
I've not even played. I've only played one game for him. <laughs> what is going on? I can't believe this happened to me. And I've had to go with Big Kev. You know, six foot seven Kev who could just like knock me out with one punch. And I'm starting to rip into him, saying, "Hey, could you do this to me?" And then it was just absolute nuts. Really bad. It made all the papers down there. And anyway, as time went on, I got a letter from from the guy I eat suing me then for loss of earnings. Uh, he was a window cleaner by trade and he couldn't work for something. So I smashed his hands in his feet. And I'm thinking, this can't get any worse for me. I've had a bill coming from the old guy off the golf course, uh, 145 quid for a putter. I don't even play golf. I ain't got a clue what was going on, how much the golf clubs are worth. So I said to the club, I said, I'm not paying anything. I said, you've set all this up to put me in fear. I said, Look, some geezer could, could have died. And uh, that was it, really. It just made all the ball. The press were around me down at Oxford uh, after we played Chelsea. But I went into the Chelsea game a couple of days later. My head was absolutely, as you can imagine, cabbage. Yeah. Well, you know, I'd, 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 I'd made such a bad impression uh, in the first couple of days. I think the players must have thought, who on earth have we signed here? Every other player has been on the floor. And I've, uh, I've reacted like no other players ever reacted before. And... Uh, but they don't know Tatey, though, do they? Well, at the time, it was, I was a bit of a bit of a lad when I... Yeah, uh, yeah. And I retired him. He went into retirement, then, this guy. But uh, he did try to sue me, and which I found... I couldn't... Which I, I just couldn't believe, you know. I thought, after what he did, I, and it, it was, I can't describe how scared I was when he when he pulled the gun out and started firing. Uh, <laughs> it was just, I can't... Even now, just send shivers down my spine, you know. It was... For them to do that to me... I'll tell you what though Paul you're right you know what number one somebody could have got killed right yeah, yeah they could yeah. And number two you should have been praised for the only person to attack the attacker yeah yeah yeah. I suppose no, I wouldn't say praise I think stupidity really I should have just kept on running uh, what, what end of stupidity is it when someone's got a gun pointed at you you've heard six shots and you've got a golf club to defend yourself Who's... Yeah, but I didn't know it had earth six shots. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Somebody, some, somebody, somebody's, somebody's okay, joined us. Somebody's joined we just us. very quickly do the one to 11? No, hang on, because no, somebody's just joined us. I know, I know, but can, Who is can it? we do the one to 11 first? Who is it? No, no, no. Just welcome him. Welcome. The, welcome Ladies and gentlemen, yes. please, yes, Paul Tate, would you like to welcome the one and only... Ricky Otter. <laughs> Hello, Ricky. How are you, you lunatic? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are you, sir? <laughs> I was all right till I saw you, pal. <laughs> Good to see you, my man. Good and to you, see Ricky, you. man. Lovely. You're looking, well, man. You're looking well, I'm OK, Ricky. OK, brother. <laughs> yeah, not too bad, man. Hey, what's, that plant, what's that plant behind you? It's not one of them wacky ones, is it? <laughs> uh, I, I, I finished I asked that. him that last time we were on. <laughs> Good to see you, Ricky, And you, Ricky. That's that story that you did tell us about. What you know? What did you do uh, b- before you went out? You know, did you do this? And then I was just sat there and had a split, mate. I have told that to so many people. It's so funny. What a brilliant moment <laughs> that's been on the Tilton Talk Show. <laughs> Super. <laughs> yeah, I, I think to be honest, and and, and again, I, I kind of. I want to put it in perspective because I think one of the things that when I look back, I, I wouldn't want anyone to think that I was just doing it kind of blase and ignorantly because I think one of the things is the lifestyle I was coming out of. And although, you know, the lifestyle that I was coming out of, I didn't actually see smoking 
as as a deterrent <laughs> or something that I was doing that could jeopardize anything. So I was very ignorant as well, very rebellious. But again, I think my lifestyle coming out, there was nobody in football that would really sit down and say, listen, you know, rein it in a little bit. So I don't want anyone to think that I was just completely reckless and trying to get other people uh, smoking before games because uh, it wasn't like that. But obviously that was something that, you know, it was a habit that I, I came into football doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No disjudge for it, buddy. Tell, Sorry. I promise. No disjudge, Jack. No disjudge. Football doing nobody. Um, so yeah, I, I don't want it to be sort of like I was just reckless and just not caring. Um, <laughs> We've all been reckless, mate. We've all been reckless. But that, that was just the way it was. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. did um, when did someone someone's trying to phone me? Sorry if it keeps cutting out. Someone yeah, yeah, yeah. keeps trying to phone me. Oh no worries. On, when, when did you two last speak to each other? <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're yeah, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Um, on this show, really? Um, yeah, because obviously when when we went our separate ways, yeah, um, players go their separate ways, and and you, you lose touch with with people. Obviously, I'm down at Birmingham all the time. I don't think Ricky's been down to the games much. You know, he's got his own life to lead. But you know, um, I, whereas I go down the games, you know, and mm. so mm. It's, uh, you know, I pass Southern Club. We still, I still see a lot of the players who who, who we both played like Dave Barnett and that down down the game a lot. You know, um, but there's a lot of a lot of players just adrift. They go to the back to a lot of players that live in London, and yeah, you know, it's only the mm. local lads really who, who, who keep in touch with. But me and Ricky haven't actually spoken um, until uh, the other week on the show. Mm. Long mm. time, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, so, yeah. And the story about the story about your journey to Wembley as well was funny when Ricky was on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I know there was another one. I was, I was Ricky. I, I don't know if you can remember when we were uh, in that nightclub, uh, Tintins, opposite. Oh, the, wow. uh, yeah. I can just, I can just about hear slow. Tintins, yeah. Can someone turn it up? Okay, uh, I'll try and. T- I don't think I can go. I don't think I can you got turn your it up. Volume up. Uh, you got, got your volume up, Ricky. You got your yeah, volume up. Yeah, I've got it up. Yeah. I've, t- I've turned it up a bit. Yeah, we were in a nightclub. I mean, I didn't go out with Ricky that night, but I went into a nightclub uh, called Tintins. It was a rave club. Uh, back yeah, in the day, it? opposite New Street Station, it was um, it was a really good club, and I remember going in there through all the smoke and everything. And I seen, I was off oh, completely off my rocker, and uh, I saw Ricky <laughs> uh, sitting there with a girl in the corner on his own. Thinking, what is he doing? Is he like, you know, what I mean, he didn't tell me he was coming and all that. That <laughs> night, I don't know if you remember, Ricky, I got, I got thrown down the stairs by the doorman. I ended up in a in hospital. I don't know if you knew that. I remember, I, rem- I remember that you was off your trolley, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this way, I, I don't remember the stairs. The stairs at Tintin's were so uh, steep. I, I mean, I got thrown down by the doorman and uh, I went down every step and I lay at the bottom with my head split, split in two, really. And I was just, I was that off my trolley, I was just laughing at the bottom of the stairs and I was obviously <laughs> carted off to hospital then. <laughs> but that was, I, I, mean, I just, that was I just remember when, you was... Um, you was very jovial and just dancing everywhere. You couldn't, yeah. you couldn't keep still. You were just dancing yeah. everywhere, and um, yeah. I think from what I heard, someone must have kind of just shoved you out the way, and there was just a little bit of a bind, and the, the, the doormen came for you, um, which well, was out of order, really, because I think most of the doormen they knew you in Birmingham anyway, yeah. and well, knew it was, it was even three... though you was off your trolley, you wasn't a threat or danger snowman. <laughs> no, there was three guys. They pulled, they pulled the knife out on me in the toilet. You see. Was that oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Really? I pulled the knife out of me in the toilet, and obviously I didn't uh, 
didn't like it. <laughs> nah, <I'm really laughs> no. Wouldn't, would you? <laughs> so it, it just like sort of happened. Something happened, and uh, it was a uh, yeah. I did. I got. I got. I got up by the door, and they, they thought I did something. It weren't. I, you know, it weren't me. But it was, did you, uh, how, did, how did you explain that to Barry Finer today? Uh, but well, you just. <laughs> He was used to it. Say. Yeah, just oh, I wasn't in there long. I'd only had meds, had a few stitches, and we had well, I don't know, about seven or eight stitches and that. And you just go back, didn't you? Just get on with it. Yeah. Just tell the fish off, fell over. Just get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> fell over at home again, and they used to go to me again. You fall over again. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember when um, I remember when I was in London um, and I went out, yeah. and I, I think I was coming back from Ministry of Sounds. Probably about half seven in the morning, lovely summer's day. And I remember driving back to my mum's and I had the soft top down. Lovely morning, just driving back. And as I came into Hackney, I remember there was two policemen driving behind me, but they were in an um, unmarked car. Anyway, they were following me. And obviously my registration on my car at the time, it's a green BMW convertible. M4, M4 Otto. Yeah, so you know who it is. So I'm driving in Hackney and... This, this car, and I realised, I didn't know it was unmarked, by the way, but they were just tailing me. Anyway, I turned down a particular road to go to my end, and oh, I stuck my middle finger up to them, around the other way, and so we kind of met while I'd just come out of the car, and I was outside my mum's house, and I saw the police at the end of the road, and I was like, what, what, what? Because I'm legal, you know? It's not a stolen car. I'm doing work for myself. What do you want? Anyway, they came and they searched me and I forgot I had just one little spliff. Just one little spliff <laughs> in my little pocket. And as soon as they searched me, as soon as they took it out, I said to myself, oh, man. So they took me to the police station. This is about eight o'clock and I was in the police station until about one o'clock in the afternoon. And I came out and I went and, and I had a friend that I took her for a drink, went to Covent Garden. Halfway through it, I got a phone call Karen Brady's phoning me. The Gold Brothers are phoning me. Barry Fife's phoning me. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? <laughs> anyway, Barry Fife picked up the phone. Wait, wait, where are you? Where are you? I said, I'm in Covent Garden having a drink. What's up? He says, the bloody police. It's all over the news. You've been busted for drugs. What's, where are you? I said, Baz, it was just one little spliff. So you're not locked up? I says, no, I'm in Covent Garden. It's all right. I'm going to go tell Karen. It's just a spliff. <laughs> anyway, I came up Monday morning. <laughs> and I spoke to Karen, explained to them what the story was, and then the club had to speak innit, to the rest of the players and say, look, if anyone else has been taking any substance <laughs> in the last five days, will you just come to me? <laughs> Tate came up to me, Rick, what you done, man? I've been on it all weekend. <laughs> and, and about four or five players had to come up, and we had, remember we had to go and get tested every week yeah. Until it came out of our system. <laughs> well, I, I felt yeah, so guilty for That was at the Sedgemere, uh, Sedgemere Sports and Social Club in Sheldon, where we used to train. Yeah. And I remember they said to us that if anyone has been doing anything silly, i.e. drugs or whatever, um, if you don't be clean and we, we test you and you, you are found to be having your system, we'll sack you. So obviously, obviously I was a bit away with the fairies in those days. <laughs> and I, I was found to be positive. And then... Um, I was. I had to go to the. They put me in the clinic, Ricky. I don't know if you remember. I was put in the, <laughs> the Woodball Boring Clinic for eighteen months. I was as an outpatient, 
um, twice yeah. a week. That's a go for 18 months, um, mm. Mondays and Thursdays. Um, so thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry for putting you in it. But you know what happened? Do you know the following season, the club tried to get me on this so that they didn't have to pay me up my, my, my signing on fee? Because I remember I went on loan. I went on loan. I was on loan at Peterborough for three months. And then what the plan was is that the club wanted to get me in um, just as the pre-season started. They wanted to get me in because I still had a year and a half left on my contract. They wanted to get me in for a, a drug test because what the plan was is that if they found any substance in my system, then they can um, yeah. um, rip up my contract yeah. and then I lose out on you know, 30, 40 or grand's worth of money. How um, much? <laughs> no, but that's I'm talking where, about the That's where all the money went. I didn't see any of that. I'm talking about the signing on because it was my signing on fee. It was my signing on fee every January, every July. What's so, the signing on fee? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> so, so, they, they got, they got Neil to call me in to come for a drug test, but bless Neil, he, he, he phoned me up and he says, Rick, they're trying to do you. They want you to come for a drug test. I don't know what to do, but listen, just go away. Leave Birmingham because they're coming for you. And I just remember as soon as I put down the phone, I just packed my bags, left Birmingham, went to London for two days, and I just flew out to Corfu and Iron Upper for a month. And I didn't smoke. <laughs> I didn't smoke. Right, all I all I was doing is drinking and smoking cigarette. And I remember when I came back, I came back, and the first day of preseason, they grabbed me. And the first thing Neil said to me while he was walking to the toilets, he was like, "Wait, wait, wait, are you, are you, are you all right? Have you been smoking?" I said, "Neil, don't worry, man. Everything's safe." He said, "Sure, because because Karen and the Gold Brothers, they're waiting, they're waiting for the results." So I done the results, and they they done a test for cocaine, ecstasy, and cannabis, and it all come back clean. And I remember when Neil phoned Karen to say, yeah, we've done the test, it's come back clean. You can hear Karen saying, no way, no way, do it again. Do it again, there's no way he's clean. But Neil, Neil was going like this. <laughs> you know, because they didn't expect that I was going to come back clean. And literally, uh, I come back clean. Then I had to put an embargo on the club because they didn't want to release my money. Oh, and so it lasted for about two weeks. Remember Alan? I can't remember his surname. <laughs> Alan, the guy that used to do all of the admin. Alan Jones. Alan Jones. Yeah, he was excellent through that because he, he was letting me know what was going on and he was talking to the PFA. And eventually that had to release my money. Mm. And I suppose that was the end of my career at Birmingham City before <laughs> Trevor Francis came anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow, what stories. Wasn't expecting oh, this, was we? <laughs> no, 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 no. Weren't expecting that. I was going to ask you, Tati, earlier, after you told us the story of where you began, did you ever go back to school and see your teacher who, uh, who sort of like, you know, who said you'd never be a professional footballer? No, no, when I left school. I, I got expelled, you see. Um... <laughs> You've had a colourful <laughs> life, you have. We're not surprised. They didn't enter me for any exams. They asked me to leave the school. Um, uh, in the January or February, coming up to the year when I left. Um, so I didn't go back um, and do any of the exams and that. Um, I was having a lot of problems at home. Uh, you know, it really affected me. Uh, 
in my in my school life and you know on the streets and that where I was I was knocking about. So uh, I've never been back, and it's, I think it's knocked down now. I think I'm not sure in, okay. in Tall Tall Cross, you know. So um, I didn't go back, you know. I just as soon as I left there, and you know, it was uh, one of them. See you later, you know, and concentrate on other things. But mine was yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> mine was exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, I do regret it. I regret it big time. You know, if it's had my time again, and you know, uh, it, it was very difficult growing up. If I'm honest with you, in, in certain, certain stages of my life, uh, very very difficult. But it's happened to so many people. You know, it's it's one of them. I, I don't regret it, Paul. Right, because I got, I got ex- when I got chucked out of school. I ain't even got a leaving certificate. I'm, I'm legally still a schoolboy. To be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got slung out of school. It was in what seventy seven, so times mm. were very difficult then. Yeah. And um, you got all the swats and this and the other. Right. Long story short, all the teachers were on dinner strike, so none of the pupils could have dinner. So we all had to go off school. Teachers were going up to the pub, so we chained the gates up and brought ITB in. Nothing <laughs> too radical there, was that? Headmaster told us all to go in. A load of them went in. A load of them went in. Me and about five others stopped out, and I'm no, I'm standing by my guns, mate. If, if I'm not having dinner, you are not having dinner, and mm. uh, so he expelled us there and then on the spot. And I trawled up and down all the uh, industrial estates in Warwick, and got my first job at PWB Engineering. And five days later, about 800 kids left school and couldn't get work. Yeah. So and I've yeah, never really had work since. Same yeah. as me, I left with nothing as well. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I left with nothing as well, yeah, Tatey, so you're not a lot. And look at us now, multi-millionaire, multi-millionaires seems, are of us. Seems to be the common trend, doesn't it? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I left with my swimming certificate, I did. That was it. Yeah. Well, I cheat. Ducklings, I all the ugly ducklings we turn out to be great swans, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you ain't even got a birth certificate. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I was made on the slab, I was. <laughs> right, and, uh, out of the squad that you two were in together at the Blues, <laughs> who would you most, if, if, say, if you was in a lift together and you broke down with one of a player, who would who would you like to be stuck in there with for the last and who would you least likely to be stuck in there with that was the most, would you say, miserable? Out of what team? <laughs> the team that we played in? Yeah, the squad yeah. that you two were in together. <clears throat> you can include managers if you want to, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it depends. Back in those days, is what was available to us. It was just us, or was there, was there alcohol and everything else? <laughs> so just no alcohol. You stuck in a lift. Um, well, <laughs> pro- probably devs because we could sing. Oh, no. You see, me and devs. You could sing. Yeah, I could Ooh. sing my Ranger songs, and he can sing his Celtic songs. So we could because we used to room together. Yeah. Um, and that's all we used to do till about four o'clock in the morning before a game, and it was that's why we're most of the time rubbish. Well, set I was anyway, not Devs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say Devs purely because if that was a question, be, you know, there's no alcohol or anything else there and, at that time. Because uh, we, yeah, we, we'd have, we'd just argue, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So and anyone, mm, anyone yeah. I wouldn't like, I don't know, but in, that, in, in that team, in that squad, I think Rick will back me up on this. We all got on with each other. We all were yeah, all different. Yeah, I'm struggling. But, I agree. But, mm-hmm. but our, the camaraderie between us, you know, we were always fighters. I remember, Ricky, when you got in trouble with Barney at the Villa Leisure Centre, um, the, the boxing thing, remember when that, that yeah. fell off the town? Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. We're going yeah. we're gonna to do us all in, and I was getting phone calls, me and Wardy saying they were going to come down. And we, I don't know if you can remember, Ricky, but... No, I, I, I remember, because I, I, just, I just came to Birmingham not too long ago, and the guy, I clapped him in the back of his head, but he was a well-known 
yeah. individual in Birmingham, isn't it? What is your name again? Al Stevens. Yeah, best mention no names, mate, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think so, I, I, so, it, it got, got reconciled. It, it did get reconciled. Yeah, but you know yeah, I mean? did um, get reconciled, though. It got reconciled, um, but I was I was told I couldn't go to... Um, what's the club on Hagley Road? Liberties. Oh, Liberties. Liberties, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wasn't allowed in Liberties anymore. Yeah. No, there's a lot of clubs up there. But it was... We were get, it, as what I'm trying to allude to is, is when there was one of us got in trouble which was quite regular as players, I think we'd all back each other up. Yeah. You know? mm. Whether it was me getting in trouble, it was Wardy, whether it was Ricky, um, whoever, we'd always, we'd always, you know, yeah. come together, get together mm. and, and back each other up. You know what I think it is as well, Tatey, and I think a lot of people, I think sometimes they can misconstrue that they see the glitz and the glam, the football and the lifestyle, and they can almost misconstrue that most of us are coming from working class families. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And there's a certain kind of a mindset that is developed on the street that, you know what I mean, when you're with your peers, you, you back each other up. And so most of us, we're coming from the street. We're coming from working class families. We, we wasn't born with silver spoons in our mouths. And that mindset doesn't change just because your career takes off or you're doing well in life. And again, as young men, do you know what I mean? Very confident um, we, we, we believed in that. If, if one of us gets in trouble, then we all get in trouble. If one of us uh, hurts, we all hurt. If one of us rejoices, we rejoice. And that, that's how it was. And I think you'll still find that camaraderie in most teams if there's a good dressing room. And yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to find someone that I wouldn't want to be in because it, it wasn't like that. There, there wasn't really that much clicks. You know, the banter was just throwing left, right and centre at any given day. Yeah. That that's what you need, isn't it? That's what you need in a squad. Yeah. You know? yeah. Hopefully we've got that today now. You know, Lee Bowie's coming. Hopefully he can bring that back, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah he looks like it, doesn't it? Uh, even after, as I was speaking earlier about, after two games, he, he looks like he's uh, the players are happy um, at last. Um, yeah. And let's let's hope he has, he has that effect with them and instills a bit of confidence the camaraderie there because they... they you know, up until the Reading game, they looked like a broken bunch of players to me. Well, I was going yeah, to say, yeah. take, I was going to say, take that Harley Dean celebration speaks volumes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does, mm. it does. But you know, as I said, earlier, I get why you got... did it, though, Tate. I get why you did it. Yeah, right? mm. I can, I, I can fully why appreciate it. why I did it because, because as team captain, happy. sorry, a little bit immature as team captain, <laughs> yeah, but I do understand why you did it. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. I understand why I did it as well. But I, you know. Uh, he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy with, with, with what was going on, with what he was hearing and mm. what he was seeing. But then I think the players have got to take some responsibility as well. It's not all on Isaac Ranker's head, shall we say, or shoulders. Um, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, there are players, and we've all been there um, as players, where things aren't going right and, and re results aren't going right. Um, but I didn't see many players digging in. I didn't see anyone grabbing each other, having a go at mm, each other. Mm, um, no. like, uh, as I alluded to the fact earlier, and Ricky will back me up on this, if, if we were like that and our captain, Liam Daish, would have, I've seen him make, make players cry in the dressing room, namely yeah. uh, Steve Claridge, for one. Yeah. Um, mm. When he used to absolutely slaughter him when he missed chances and grab him by the throat and put him up the wall. Um, and I think sometimes, I don't think you can get away with it these days, but... No. I think you, you do need someone, a character in there, who the players look up to. Uh, you need a captain, a man, who's going to stand up to the manager mm. as well and stand up to the players. 
He's got to be in both camps, yeah. really. And that's what I think yeah, the good captain is. And I haven't seen that, if I'm honest with you. I'll go to no. the game, watch all the games, as you know. Yeah. I don't see it. No. No. The, games, the game's changed, old Tatey. Definitely. Uh, you know oh, what I mean? I, I generally Ricky. believe that we were probably the tail end of, yeah. of football, how it was, yeah. where you, you had those characters and the manager would allow those characters to, yeah. to, to flourish. Yeah. And, and let the players sometimes sort out. Because, listen, let me tell you something. At halftime, it was brutal sometimes. Mm. It was brutal. I even remember one day, Daishi, he, 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 he gave me a slaughtering on the pitch. <laughs> and I ran up to him and I didn't know whether to headbutt him or knee him. <laughs> no, but I don't, you don't, don't want to do that. No. It was no. a jerk. Not to I don't know. It, but that's how <laughs> it was. But we get into the change room and it's forgotten. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... I, I think Daisy was a master at that. He was a master at saying the right thing to really get your goat going, man. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then you spend the rest of the day you're trying to please him by doing something. Because mm -hmm. when you have those kind of characters, when they look at you and say, "Oi, well done," you, you actually feel like Man Mountain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, right. Now, I, think, I think back in them in them days, Ricky, we we had the fans with us. You see, exactly. We, yeah. The 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 rapport between us. And the fans was it yeah. hasn't been repeated. No, that no. down to Baz, you know, he, he he was such a character, and I think a lot of the fans, yeah, it was mad and things, but the fans could relate to us as players as mm. well more. And we used to socialise with the with the fans. Well, mm. no, these days with social yeah. media, you can't do it. Yeah. But I think the bond there between us and the fans back in back in those uh, mid nineties yeah. was was absolutely unbelievable. We couldn't yeah. survive yeah. in today's kind of football. Oh, no, I, I, I'm, I get very all right just watching it, Ricky. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't know if you watch much football. I watch, I watch every game the Blues play, and I, 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 uh, I can't have it. it. It drives me around the bend. You know the yeah. the rolling round and the, everything that goes with it. It's like, yes. to me, it's so ta it's so tactical mm. now. Yeah, it's it's just trying to stop the other team. Mm. It seems like, well, especially under Ita Cranky, it's just trying to stop the other team from playing. They sit down yeah. with their little pads and everything. They're writing down. I mean, mm. I know Archie Cranky. I think he, he missed one of our goals at Bournemouth. He was busy, busy doing, playing noughts <laughs> yeah. and crosses. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, it, I know the game's changed. I know that, but it's so tactical now. And to me, it's eleven versus eleven. Yeah. If you're fitter than the other team and you want it more than that other team, and you're going to make yeah. angles and you're going to give it hundred percent, nine times out of ten, you're going to get a result. <laughs> I've been seeing that. Mm. I haven't been seeing it. I've been seeing. I've been seeing yeah. players holding. <clears throat> Okay, uh, Lee Malian on our fan cam this week. What uh, question have you got for these two wonderful guys? <laughs> yeah, keep it, uh, keep it clean, Lee. Keep it clean. <laughs> uh, I was just going to tell uh, Ricky actually, like when we went down for the uh, the, the '95 windscreens final, I actually drove a minibus, uh, and it was the the Otto fan club. Um, but the fan club. Everyone was done with, uh, with, with the face paints. Uh, everyone had Afro, um, uh, your dreadlock wigs, uh, your little uh, red, uh, yellow and green hats. Um, driving down there, banners, flags, everything flying from, from the minibus. Um, and, and when you know, Ricky put the ball across and Tatey edited it in, uh, we was mobbed as though we were Ricky ourselves. You know, in, <laughs> <laughs> literally 13 Ricky Ottos, you know, all... all Getting mobbed, uh, you know, in the Wembley thing, and obviously Tatey knows I love him because obviously I named my yeah my son after him. So yeah, he epitomises for me what it, what it is to be a Blues player. You know, what I mean, you give a hundred percent and you leave nothing 
nothing out there. Um, yeah. When you come off the pitch, I mean, like you say, you, the, the game he came back against Orient after his injury. Um, you know, you, I can remember him going, steaming in. Uh, first thing he did when he got on the pitch was two-footed into a tackle. <laughs> and of course, you know, everyone, Tatey Ravon, Tatey Ravon coming down from the, from the crowd. And, 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 you know, it wasn't like Gascoigne, you know, Namby Pamby around, get yourself back <coughs> Straight back in there where he left off, um, and 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 obviously like you, know, uh, Grange is the same. Obviously his is the other one. That his son's middle names are. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. His is Tate Grange with middle names. But, um, oh my god! But uh, yeah, and obviously like you, you, poor lad. Do you know what? That's that's what it is to be a Birmingham City fan, isn't it? And it just huh? mad. We had a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Tate, you listen to this right. We had a rabbit called Dealey Addy Bowler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Took me two days to write the sign out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't we love uh, Tatey, I bet you gutted that uh, Ricky had a fan club. Uh, it's, it's, it's What's what, going on what there? What kind of fan club? What kind of Tatey fan had his fan club. Were they... Were they like smoking illegal substances in there? Oh, that's, 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 that's the question. Tate, had his bank. Listen, before <laughs> I even signed for Birmingham, Tate's name. We we already heard. There's just this blonde, skinny kid, just a bummy nutter. That's what we heard, and I've heard that when I was playing for Southend. <laughs> have you still you got? Have you still got the t-shirt, Tate? Have you still got the famous t-shirt? Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Oh, I thought you I didn't really. Have you got it framed? Right, okay. Yeah. Have you really got it? Yeah. Yeah. How far away is it from you? <laughs> it's it's been reframed. Oh. oh, so you haven't got it at the minute. I've not in the house. No, it's been reframed. At, uh, right, so you lied to us. So you haven't got it. You lied. To <laughs> 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 I've got it, but it's 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 actually uh, it should have been done the other day, but it's, there's a few problems with it, so he's had to take it back. When you get it back, dude, would you come back on and display it to us? Love to because see I was, love I was literally right in front of you at Wembley when you took yeah. that t-shirt off, yeah. and I looked to my lads and I thought, oh man, only Birmingham City could do this. This is super. Yeah, yeah. Well, I took a few few digs over the years, believe me, for that. Oh, so, uh, you, you did you yeah. did come here many many years ago, and um, yeah. I, did, I did make a mock up of one, and you you did sign one. Uh, I wonder who's got that. Cause, yeah, because uh, yeah, somebody, somebody had that. Actually, I, I was looking, Chris, the other yeah. day at, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 and I saw the photograph of it. Yeah, somebody signed one, a uh, sort of <clears> mock-up <throat> I made, and uh, and somebody somebody bought it. I think it went to Children's Hospital, the money did, so it was all in there. Yeah. Right, any experience. idea Craig Courtney could update us on how the auctions are going? Uh, what have we got actually on auction? I know we've got the book, Hugging Trees, Hugging... Um, Stranger, sorry. Yeah. Hugging trees. That's yeah. Tatey on the golf course. <laughs> uh, I think we've got a book. We've got shirts. We've got a picture and uh, loads. loads. Uh, apparently, it's up to £635 for, um, for Jake's, Jake's headstone. So that's brilliant. Fantastic. £635. So that's what? £365 to go. £365. That's a yeah. pound for every day of the year, right? Can we get another 365 quid tonight for Jake's little headstone, right? And uh, the family have been through so much, losing all the children. Um, come on, guys. Come on. Can we do something tonight? I'd love nothing. That's my first day back today after injury. Right, there's my injury. Look there. Oh, <laughs> that's it. That's putting me off my bolty mix. 
It's my first day back after injury. I'm trying to go in here with a two-footed tackle. Right, can we please get 365 quid in tonight? Not after that. In the next 25 minutes. That's put me off my stir-fry. Jason Jason (laughs) says, my my son and daughter's middle names are Francis and Francis. So far, nobody's called. No, No, nobody's nobody's named the kids Ricky so far. Didn't you name your dog Ricky, Paul? (laughs) Yeah. Can you get one quick? Dogs, can I name my dog Ricky? Didn't you know? Didn't you name it Ricky? <laughs> I think you've made. Okay, it. very made quickly, this and I want to do this as quick as we can because we've got seven. He's trying to get the boxing Paul, can we do? Can we do take his one to eleven, please? Yeah, quickly, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got twenty-five minutes left. Yeah, we actually used to do you one to eleven, don't we? From the players you play with for us over the years. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't easy, was it? Um, no, it wasn't. And uh, it was very difficult. Um, what, what, what I looked at when I did it, I've just gone for um, toughness in defence yeah. who could play and goals, really, uh, yeah. in my team. And mm. what you what you uh, forgot earlier, you know, when you said to me earlier, um, oh, Ricky, you didn't put Ricky in. Right? But <laughs> Ricky, you forgot that um, my manager was Baz. And me and Ricky were entertainment managers <laughs> in the team, right? Because I'm not in the team, am I? I'm not putting myself in the team. Yeah. Me and Ricky would go be entertainment managers like Ed Steen and David Howells were for us under Baz. So yeah. you didn't know about that. So they used to organise our nights out. So me and Ricky would be chief ID high. So I've I've gone I've gone for. Do you want me to go through it? Yeah, yeah, go through it. Right then, my goalkeeper. I've gone for Ian Bennett. Uh, I think he was a fantastic goalkeeper. Not the biggest in stature. (laughs) Brilliant lad. uh, Good at the ball at his feet. uh, Brilliant spring. Good shot stopper. All round brilliant northern lad who loves whippets. And flat caps, and uh, a, he's a really, really nice guy, and what a goalkeeper. But back four on the right back, I've gone for Gary Paul, uh, very underrated. Um, started yeah. off his career at Tottenham, really good player. And what I've gone for is, is link up, you see. I've gone for 4 4 2. So in front, uh, in front of Gary Paul, I've gone for Devs on the right hand side. All right, because Devs, nasty little git, yeah. is yeah. always, mm. wants, always as he still is, always gets your goals. Um, but it, I'd love going for my link up, so maybe Paulie and Devs on the right hand side, I think they'd work really well together. On the left hand side, a very difficult, I was going to go for Franey, um, but I've gone for Martin Granger because he does chip in with, with quite a lot of goals, free kicks, he's also decent in the air. Uh, yeah. And I, just in front of him, I've gone for Jonathan Hunt purely because of the goals. And it, it's, Good it's, shot. Mm-hmm. Good do, you remember, do you remember when he scored two hat tricks in the one season from midfield for us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think any other players done that have they for us. Uh, no, I remember, I, I played with right. my, I played with Matt Southend as well. So yeah. very quality player. What I've got for there is the link. I've just gone for link ups really. Mm. Um, yeah, Grange and Hunty and the goals that Hunty gets. My two centre halves. Very difficult once again. So I play with some brilliant centre halves, but I've gone for a, a partnership who know each other. I've gone for Liam Daish on the left side of defence, who's a man mountain, and his partner in crime, Dave Barnett. Um, Dave Barnett, yeah. very quick, nasty, Daishi, not so quick, but very nasty and an absolutely fantastic leader. So I think with that yeah. back four there, especially yeah. with Grange and Paulie, you've got people who put their foot in who can also play as well. Yeah. Across the middle, I've gone for Devs on the right. Hunty on the left, and my middle two, 
I've gone for Mark Ward, who was just incredible uh, player, um, just sitting in front of the back four, and and Brian Hughes. I didn't really play with Hughes, but I was at the club with Hughes, uh, and he was absolutely fantastic. He's uh, getting on the end of things in the box, getting beyond the front two. He's had an absolutely brilliant engine, and I just have yeah. Wardy sitting in there. My front two, Steve Claridge, run all day for you. Brilliant at holding the baller. Always get your loads of goals. I think he, was, he was scored 20 goals for us, didn't he? He's carried that mm-hmm. one season. 20 yeah. plus, yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic centre-forward. Um, run all day long. Really hard to play against. Brilliant to have in your team. <laughs> and I, with him, I'd put Pesky Salido. Paul Pesky mm-hmm. Salido. Someone really quick, really busy. Um, scores goals. Um, and it could also go in behind. So if Cleggie comes short, I want that ball to go in behind and, and Pesh nine times out of ten, no one's going to stay with him unless we play Millwall away where he absolutely shat himself. So I wouldn't take him to Millwall because he's scared <laughs> of the Millwall fans. Oh, um, right. I don't know if you remember, remember that. We got beat there 2-0 once and he wouldn't go and collect the ball from off the side of the pitch. I kept on telling him to go and get the ball for a quick throw in. And he said, I'm not going off there. He said, the men, oh. and that was it. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't leave the centre circle all game. <laughs> so, so for that... Um, I wouldn't take him to milk all the way. And uh, <laughs> I, the manager, I'd have, I'd have Baz just to just have a just to get the team going, get the fans going, and the entertainment managers, obviously Ricky and myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we always travel. We always travel. Me and Ricky, me and Ricky have been legends. We have like, got the team going. Win, lose, win, lose, or win, draw or lose. Always on the booze. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore, Ricky. I don't know about you, but not anymore. Yeah. So, is there yeah, any great side that is? That's a great team. That is. And, a great team. Yeah. Obviously, Dave's the captain. Dave should be my captain, and I just yeah. go. I just go for link ups. I think what's missing. I don't know if you watched the Ranger Celtic game the other day. Uh, I think Alan McCoy was alluding to the what fact that. The Celtic front two, Edouard and El Nanusi, uh, you don't see it anymore. Two forwards mm. linking up together. No, you understand? No. It's, it's, it's gone out of the game. It's, it's such a big part no, of the game. If you've got two players in unison running their socks off up front, holding the ball, making yeah. it difficult for defenders, it's so difficult to play against. It really, mm. really is. And you don't see it anymore. But I watched it the other mm. day and the Celtic team uh, against Rangers and <coughs> beat us really. But it it's happening at team. Leicester as well, isn't it? With um, yeah, it's happening at Leicester with Vardy and what's his name as well, isn't it? Ilyinacho, Ilyinacho, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If you've got two, if you've got if you've got players all across the pitch working together, centre halves working together, two midfielders get to know each other, left back winger, right back right, and they're all getting to know each other and they're working for each other. Okay, mm. you form partnerships all over that pitch, or die yeah. for each other. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I'd look for in my teams. I'd look, I'd just want to attack. I'd want to attack, especially at St Andrews. Uh, yeah. There's no, no time to defend and all these, uh, you know, sit down looking at the other team playing, trying to stop them playing. Mm. I'd, I'd just get my team the fittest I could possibly get them. Uh, Ray Howard's just says, yeah. uh, Howard has just said about nine of those will be sent off these days before half time. Yeah, I have to look at that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit of a flaw there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd, have, oh, no, yeah, they would, you'd, yeah. you'd have three players left. Hey, you have to players. make sure you're picking the team to play football and not the team for where we're going out after. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It'd be a good good session after that, wouldn't it? Um, two, quick fire, two, two quick fire questions for you both. Who's the best player you've ever played with in your careers and against? Oh, I'll go first. I've said before, Mark Wood, 
he's the best player I've ever played with. When he comes to Blues, it's towards the end of his career. He had a oh, great yeah. career at West Ham. You know, you, I mean, you also have to speak Everton, to West yeah. Ham fans about yeah. how good he was. Yeah. In 86, yeah. that there yeah. he was, you know, that team that finished third in the uh, in the league, top mm. division. He was an incredible player for his yeah. age. He was honestly brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant footballer and a great, yeah. really good friend of mine. <laughs> um, had a few problems, obviously, in his life. Uh, and the best part I've played against is so many. Um, but the, the one I've played against was Eric Cantona um, at yeah. Man United. And when I walked on the pitch at the cliff, we played at their training ground, you know, after he'd done that karate kick. And that hey. Palace fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, uh, I saw him when I walked on the pitch and I, I didn't realise who he was. He was that big. His stature, his, the build of him. He was unbelievable. As I've got him and I've got Gianfranco Zola. Yeah. Who, he was just mm. frightening, absolutely frightening Zola, how yeah. good he was. But, you know, the best midfielder I ever played against was Jamie Redner. Yeah. All oh, right, mm. okay. So yeah. clever, yeah. absolutely. Because because at the time he was going to, he was at Bournemouth, I was at Birmingham, mm. and we, he went to Liverpool, I was going to Tottenham. Um, so we were the big thing on the block at the time um, before mm. I got my injury. Mm. Um but then when he played at Liverpool, I played against him a couple of times and he was he was incredible. Uh, yeah. Never wasted a pass. Never, never couldn't get the ball off him. Yeah. And I'd, I'd, throw, I'd throw Steve Bull in there as well for the Wolves. Mm. Uh, I hated mm. playing against Bull. <coughs> yeah. Nightmare to play yeah, against. Oh, Christ. Never stopped Jamie. running. Mm. Wolves yeah. through and through. Horrible to mm. play against. He was, he was yeah. in what a finisher. What a great finisher. But I think mm. the one... Was Eric Cantona for me? He was. He scored a hat trick against us in about half an hour, and he was just. Alex Ferguson was on the side, just clapping him. He was that. He was that good. He was yeah. physically Tate, massive. Teddy, I played in that same game with you at the cliff. Yeah, it was it was three thirty minute half, wasn't it? Yeah, and honestly, we were just like. Eric Cantona, mate. <laughs> 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 we were starstruck, Le- honestly, because Le- when you see him in the flesh, you just don't realise how huge he is. Yeah, and yeah. he just glided. And I remember one day I went near him, but I was never going to tackle him. <laughs> I just like left him, let him glide, and we were just like Eric Cantona, you know. It's <laughs> Eric Cantona, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. honestly, for me, you know, I remember we had a pre-season game, but we played against. Was Zola there at the time when Ruth Willett was there when we played Chelsea in the preseason game? But for me, Eric Cantona was the one man. Yeah. He was, he, he was one of the top players in the world at that time. Mm. I remember that Southender played against Batistuta when we played Fiorentina. But the standout one for me was Eric Cantona. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. country mark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah great Easy. player. I think somebody asked earlier, Tate, who was your footballing hero growing up as a kid? Oh, you're not going to like this God. at all. Um, oh, no. <laughs> you're not going to like this at no. all, but it was Gary Shaw at the Villa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When, you know when I was his Gary Shaw? And I Close my, him down, Chris. Close him down. And I had my... I'll say that one. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 and I know Gary. I know Gary. I did a bit of coaching with Gary. And um, mm. he's a top... I like him. I love Gary because he's mad Villa and I'm mad blues. And I like him for... For that, he's come, he comes from Kingshurst, mm. and I, I was coming mm. from Stetchford at the time. Mm. And um, I like I like Gaz. He's just he's one of them. He's Mad Villa, as I'm Mad Blues. And but he, I used to love watching him on the box and that and his little turns that he used to do. And Kenny Dalglish, I used to love watching Kenny Dalglish. Um, yeah. I used to love him. You know, he's back to goal, not blessed with massive pace, but I used to mm. model myself on them. But when I was when I was a kid growing up, playing up front, 
always be good with your back to back to the goal, bringing other players into play, making little angles and being lively. And watching Kenny Dalglish, I learned so much off him as a kid growing up. Mm. I took that in, tried to replicate that as all kids do on a Sunday. Yeah, you know, yeah, you watch yeah. it on the Saturday mm. night match of the day, and that you, and then you take it the next day. You've watched <laughs> your, your heroes, or not say your heroes, but players you really admire. And you, you try and do things that they've done, replicate it. Never so, quite yeah, come quite, off. <laughs> quite a few players who I actually really, really liked, you know, but they're all, oh, Peter Beardsley as well. I still love Peter Beardsley. Well, yeah. And later on, Teddy Sheringham. What a, News just know, coming yeah. in. Uh, Blues under 23s are now 2 1 up. Here's Bo the Cat, B E A U. Uh, she's getting a little bit rested today. She's been here three minutes. She likes to make an appearance once a week. On the Talk and Talk show, off you go, girl. Strangling. You're gone. <laughs> Is that you trying to <laughs> what about you, Are you for a spoiler, like, Back in the day, Chris, when, when we were kids, you used to have them clackers that you used to swing round. <laughs> Kinockers, yeah, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Football. Oh, well, you're talking about. I wasn't born in the 30s. <laughs> are you, are Nick's, you... on a, Nick's on about his false teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got any yet. Got... I know what you're talking are you about. Cat, yeah, are you yeah. cat of one as one when we're playing? So. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Paul, <laughs> you, you're saying. I was just going to ask Lee um, on FanCam, what was your first game as a fan? And you, who's your favourite ever player as a Blues fan? Our first game uh, was um, a 140 feet to Man City. Uh, oh. Ricky Spagia scored. Uh, <laughs> the Foot Blues won the up and, um, and we ended up losing 4-1. But um, I, was, I was hooked from, you know, my uncles had taken me. Um, you know, I remember standing outside the garrison. Yeah, with me popping crisps as, as they were inside meeting the friends and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I remember the, yeah, the walk up the hill, uh, you're going through the turnstile, going up the back. How old was you then, Lee? Seven. Seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven. And, uh, looking, you're going through the gap at the back of the cop, seeing the pitch for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. I can remember the first surge I got crushed in, you know, with that you know, Ricky Spraguer goal. And uh, the smell of the pies, the smell of the bovril, but I, I was yeah. lost for one and I was hooked still. So. The smell of the yeah. toilets. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I had you know, my first season ticket on the 84 85 season on, on, on the last year at school and, and been a season ticket holder ever since. Fair play, fair play. Yeah. You, hey, so you, you, were, you, were, you were there before the, the old cop came down, weren't you? Just. Did you ever take a walk up at the, at the Tilton Cop Corner? And go downstairs and have a piddle in them toilets with a green rail. Mate, I tell you what, good God. No, I, mate, listen, I Needed used to sweep, a I used to sweep them could... terraces. Never mind, piddle yeah. on them. I was just sweeping after you lot had left all your pies and <laughs> everywhere. Every Saturday when I used to play, on the Saturday when I was an apprentice playing in the first team, then on the Monday I'd be sweeping the terraces. Uh, it was brutal. Imagine sweeping the Tilton and the Cop. Yeah. Windy. Getting every last bit of paper up, mm, and mm, then mm. the main stand and the uh, the railway, it was absolutely horrific. Do you think Devs uh, would ever sweep the, the um, terraces? Sorry. Do you think Devs would ever sweep the terraces, or is it beyond him? You know, what I mean, Devs. Um, <laughs> it's a bit. You know. it's, uh, I'd, I'd say it's beyond him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Too, <laughs> far too aloof for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Far too posh. <laughs> he, he definitely gets posh. gets out the bath to go to the toilet, doesn't he? That sort of person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was difficult. That that was yeah. really difficult sweeping the terraces, mate. It was, took three days. It was horrible. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there wasn't any bins then, was there? You just threw everything. Just threw everything on the floor. The only the only positive about it was we used to find loads of money. <laughs> That's <laughs> <You're> right. <thrown. laughs> 
It's mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I lost but two in the time then. Bearing in mind, lads, we were only on £28.50 a week as apprentices. And my old man was a roofer. He was on about 300 quid a week. So you can imagine yeah. that's how little we used to get. And like, so any two P's and five P's we used to find, it was like we won the lottery. It was like, I'm having it. <laughs> Nick's, it was, Nick's uh, like that, man. Yeah. Master J from Auntie Linda. She goes, let's meet Paul Tate in bar eight. Invite Otto and let's get Blotto. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Linda, if you could uh, search through all the comments, Bab, and have a look at those people that want to donate tonight and get in touch with them, we'd really appreciate that. Do we know what the fund's up to at the moment, Christopher? It was up to, uh, with pledges, it's over £670 at the moment. Six, 70 uh, so I'll I need I need on, another yeah. 330 quid tonight. I've got yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, guys, please. Uh, Adam, pledge, pledge, pledge. Adam says, uh, Tate, Balti Pies, yes or no? Uh, yes. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't say that. Yeah, I, I can't say what? No. I love Balti Pies. I do, yeah. Okay, so you're a yes. Yeah. So what, what's your... Uh, Balti Pies, yes or no? Yes. Oh, yes. You can't say that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you have an opinion? <laughs> Balti Pies are the most disgusting <laughs> things ever. Come back for Lee. <laughs> Le- Leon, Fang- Leon Fangham again, your favourite ever player in all that time. Uh, well, obviously, yeah, uh, as I alluded to earlier, Tatey and Granger. Just, uh, yeah, with Pitamon, yeah. Oh, not Ricky Otto, then? What's the other one? Um, old Blake, as well, was a, a favourite. And, and I love Blakey, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the um as well, because I see he, he never seems to give up, no matter how tired he is. Yeah. He's, even if he's running on empty, he'll give you his all. I love Juki. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yes, it's a Tatey and Granger are my all-term favourites. Yeah, yeah, fair play. Um, Adam Vincent's asking you, Tatey, what's your... Uh, well, I think I know what the answer is, but what's your favourite goal for Blues? Uh, probably my first goal. I scored against uh, Warsaw. Oh, okay. Probably my first ever goal when I received the ball from a corner, I think it was, or free kick on the edge of the box. Slipped mm. inside a pan and bent it over the keeper into the far top corner. Wow, what, a feeling, what a feeling that must have been from sweeping yeah. up the, from sweeping up the stands to putting the ball in the top corner. Yeah, I was still sweeping up the stands. Tate, is it right? Now, I, 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 I'm not imagining this right, but in that cup-winning year, yeah, in the trophy-winning year, yeah, I believe we played Swansea first game at St Andrews. It was only the main stand open. You scored the first goal, so you scored the first ever goal in the UK in a golden goal competition. And then you scored the first final goal in a golden goal competition. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think it was a guy from Huddersfield who scored the first ever one. Oh, um, <laughs> who scored the first ever golden goal, and right. then I scored the one in, a, in the first one in a final at Wembley. Mm. But you scored the first final. one at St Andrews as well against Swansea. I'm, I'm sure it was at you. St Andrews. I did. Yeah, mm. we, yeah. We'd gone down to ten men. Yeah, I'd been sent off, and I went. I believe it or not, I play. I ended up playing right back. I think there's about 800 of us in the main stand. I went, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was a decent crowd there. Yeah, I yeah, think. It was, right. yeah. It was only yeah. the main stand that was open. I scored, I scored, I scored, uh, I scored against Swansea, yeah. yeah. I scored mm. a winner, I think it was. Uh, mm. Well, it yeah. was a golden goal winner, yeah. I thought Safety scored the first ever golden goal. Uh, when, uh, the, the game against Swansea, I thought it was the, the first yeah. ever golden goal. Yeah. Mm. And so you, so know, you scored the first ever golden goal in that competition, and you scored the last golden goal in that competition. What a record. Yeah. Super. 
All take, ladies and gentlemen. If it's, if it's correct, yeah, it's a great record. That is. I bet the goal. At, I bet the goal at Huddersfield was special as well, wouldn't it? When we got promoted that day. Mm. Yeah, because we had. It was the, the pressure on us to get promoted was massive. That yeah. season, we had to go back up. You know, it was it was nuts, and we had yeah. to get the results. And it was you know it was nip or tuck. Huddersfield were right up there with us, and it was a full house, 20, 20 odd thousand. We had, we had about 4,500 fans behind the goal. It was mad hot day. There was loads oh, of yeah. trouble at the game. It mm. was volatile. It was just brilliant. I, I come on as a sub and I scream. Brilliant. just tapped him from a yard out. <laughs> yeah. de- deadly from a yard out. And um, <laughs> it, was, it was just incredible because I, I, because, I, because I had such a rapport with the fans and mm. I knew most of them. When they all come, I've still got pictures to this day of uh, the lads who jumped on me after the game and they're all lads who, you know, Naughty lad, shall we say? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and it is such a big, big thing for me. The honour to play for the team that I've followed since 1980, super, and, super. and to, to, to yeah. bring so much joy to, to fans um, for that season. It was, it's just incredible for me, and then something obviously will live with me to the day I die. Hey, it weren't just that season; it was all through your career at Blues, though. Because yeah, well, uh, when you were them words, we knew you'd gone in for one. When you heard Tatey Raven, Tatey Raven, yeah, yeah, that was my fault. Same Tatey and Rave in the same sentence. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got so many things I could tell you about the stories, but I just, it, it, it just, you can't. Uh, you know, we're governed by Ofcom. <laughs> oh, yeah, just, it, it just, uh, no, I just, it just. Uh, no, I couldn't do it. It was just crazy. Tatey, Tatey, ever thought about doing a book? Yes, I was contacted last week by someone from one of the big papers who asked me again. But oh, right, okay. the path, about three people have asked me. Now, the path that I'm following at the minute, guys, is a is a path, uh, a different path. Obviously, I don't drink or anything anymore. It's been I'm five years uh, clean of everything. Oh, um, so I've had a long journey, long, hard journey. So Good stuff. the path I'm taking at the moment is, is, you know, is a different path. And I, I don't know... If there's some of the stuff I could tell you, it, mm. it's not where I really want to be. If I'm honest with you, yeah, um, yeah, 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 but yeah. Because mm. it's it's just absolute nuts. I think I'm the only player ever to play for Birmingham to get arrested on the or taken away for questioning for murder on the mm. treatment table. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> oh, not God. that I murdered anyone, by the way. Yeah, no, don't, don't we believe, yeah. I, did, I didn't, believe, yeah. but it was we just, believe, yeah. I was carted off. And all the yeah. players I was with at the time were like, what on earth has he done now? <laughs> and I was, it wasn't actually something to do with me, but it was this serious crime squad had got got the wrong person, should we say. <laughs> yeah. But that that's just something I, I could say, but it was... You know, I don't think it's right for me because I work with, with children and that now, and yeah, you know, yeah. and um, God knows what if one of them ever picked up a book and read something about. I suppose them. what you could do though, Paul, is you could subtly hint at those things that were going on, and, and how you've changed again, very similar to Ricky's story. How you've changed over years, and mm. how you know, coming from the streets of Birmingham, uh, playing for the Blues, like you say, training on God knows where on the park. Uh, going through all that you went through in the 90s like we all went through yeah. and, and now you're on a different journey like you say a different path and it, yeah. and it does prove to people right that because you're on sometimes a bad journey doesn't mean to say you will stay on that bad journey no right because there is always a step off it yeah it's a lot of willpower I mean, anyone out there who's who is struggling you have to want it and you have to take it yeah but there is that step there and if you're big enough 
and brave enough to just jump off the little platform yeah, of the stupidity yeah. and say, you know what, this is no longer for me. Yeah, I'm going to do something change. absolutely, mm. crucially well worth in my life that people will actually remember me for, not just being a footballer. And it's inspirational yeah. as well when somebody just goes there, you know. Yeah. Oh, Ricky inspired us so much oh, yeah, the other yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, yeah. incredible. And yeah. I, 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 I think for Tatey, though, and, and I do hear what you're saying, Tatey, but I think Birmingham as a city would be a great loss if if they don't hear your story. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because I'm telling you, right, for all the thousands of footballers, there's only a handful that are still local lads that that grow up and get that kind of privilege to, to, to play for their boyhood clubs. And for me, there was no one more passionate than you. Yes, we've made mistakes. I think most readers will understand that, you know, as a youth, we're going to make mistakes. But I think Birmingham as the city... Um, that's your legacy, bro. Mm. Do you know what I mean? When you're long gone and your children, your grandchildren, this Ricky, city needs to, with, needs to Ricky, hear that there was a full tape. Mm. Honestly, bro. They'd probably yeah. disown me, though, Ricky, if they... If they no, they wouldn't. You don't have you to give all the won't, details. You don't have to give all the details. It's <laughs> your past. It's not your present and it's not your future. It's your past. Ricky, will you get hold of this man after the show and talk to him for me? <laughs> So, no, seriously, I genuinely mean that because this is such an inspirational man, right? Tatey, your words need to come out, out of your mouth, the truth, the honesty, right? The good, the bad, the ugly. We've all been through it. But you know what? If one kid picks that book up and reads it and thinks, shucks, you know what? I ain't going down that road. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm working with children who are in schools in Worcestershire who who are really struggling uh, like I was. And because of my background, I think schools, uh, the heads and that at schools can relate to uh, to what I've been through and what the kids are going through. Um, yeah. You know, so that's the path I'm on at the moment. You know, and I'm, I'm putting myself through uh, diplomas and God knows what I'm doing at the moment. And <laughs> you know, the future's only bright for me in that aspect. Um, but you know what else is? There are other people's futures that are bright because of you. Talk to Ricky after the show for me, dude. Mm-hmm. Promise me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Promise me. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we've run out of time. I specifically didn't do a last 15 minutes tonight because there's no way could I have gone through that much laughter <laughs> with all these stitches in my belly. Okay. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Tilton Talk Show. Uh, Debbie, don't worry, we'll get you to that £1,000, sweetheart. I do promise Oh, definitely, you. yeah, we're not far off. And mm-hmm. don't feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Please, please, please don't feel guilty. You know what? You know what? Uh, it'll be you helping somebody else out in a couple of weeks' time. Come on. We're all in this together. We're one big family. We're Birmingham City. Loads and loads of love to you, sweetheart. Take good care. From Chris Brown. Good night. <laughs> From our lovely fan cam, the lovely Lee Malin. Hi, everyone. And can I just get uh, Tate to say uh, hello to Linda and Pete at Reddit Supporters Club next time you see them and all? I will. I haven't seen them for a while, Lee, but I, I will do. Bless you. And from the one and only Mark Adams. Good evening, everybody. Um, have a good week. Stay safe. England versus San Marino on Thursday. Paul, good night. God bless. Good night, all. Keep right on. Too right, mate. Too right. And from our two super special guests tonight, I know that Paul didn't know that Ricky was going to join us, but what a bit of fun that was. <laughs> we tried we, to set you up as well. I was really pushing <laughs> to get you 1 to 11 done beforehand so that you'd left him out of the squad and then we could bring him straight in. Yeah, but you didn't know his entertainment <laughs> manager. <No. laughs> ladies, and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, a great inspirational show again tonight. I've lasted the course, but I'm absolutely shattered now. Ladies, Paul Tate, ladies and gentlemen, what a legend. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> 
Good night, Paul. And the one and only, of course, thanks for coming back on, Ricky. Ricky Otto. Love him to bits. God bless you. <laughs> Cheers, Ricky. Come on, get, my number, get my number from what's his name, man. Give me a call when you're ready, pal. Yeah, I will, Ricky, man. Nice to see you, man. What's his name got my number? Get, get it from... Is, is it... Paul. 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 If you two gents could just Craig, Craig, sorry. Yeah? Ricky, stay on for two minutes Craig. after the show. Stay on for two minutes after the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been the Talk Talk show. It's gone nine o'clock. We're running over time. You can catch us back up tomorrow on Switch Radio at ten o'clock in the evening. That will be the edited down version. Of course, we get on all sorts of platforms: YouTube, blah 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 blah. And don't forget to join our new website. Um, Chris, quickly tell us about that one. Tilntalk.com. Tilntalk.com. Join in that website and get all the latest news and information and bits and pieces. We are as mad as that as we don't care, but this is what we do. We love it. We love our Monday nights and we love you people too. Good night. God bless. And from all of us, stay safe, take care, and keep right on. We love you, what more can we say?